Welcome to the Next Level Soul podcast, where we ask the big questions about life. Why are we here? Is this all there is? What is my soul's mission? We attempt to answer those questions and more by bringing you raw and inspiring conversations with some of the most fascinating and thought-provoking guests on the planet today. I am your host, Alex Ferrari. I've always wanted to help the audience take their soul to the next level, so I've partnered with Mind Valley and other amazing free courses on spirituality, mind, body, soul, longevity, wealth, and so much more. All you need to do is go to nextlevelsoul.com forward slash free. Disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of this show, its host, or any of the companies they represent. Now, one of the biggest questions I keep getting asked is why there are only male ascended masters. You know, there's very few females that we're ever talked about or when we have channelers come on. It's very few that channel female ascended masters. Well, today we have on the show channeler Genevieve Tager. Now, Genevieve channels over 60 different groups or entities in her work. So I decided to just have her channel different female ascended masters. So today's episode will be all about the female ascended masters. Sit back, relax, and let's dive in. I'd like to welcome to the show, Genevieve Tager. How are you doing, Genevieve? Good, thank you. Excited, nervous. Don't be nervous. You're an old pro at this. You've been you've done a couple of these before, so relax. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I've been looking forward to talking to you. I really have. Uh, you are a wonderful channel and have, you know, I always say unique aspects to channel because anyone who channels has a unique aspect to it. But you don't just channel one or two entities. How many entities do you channel? I've channeled about 60 now. 60. Six, so zero. It, yeah. it sounds exhausting. <laughs> it's actually fun. You know, I've always liked variety. So it's, it is fun to get to know different. I've always felt that there were friends, like, mm. like they were my best friends, which is interesting. It, it, it is extremely interesting. So let's go back for a second before all of this insanity that is channeling <laughs> came into your life. What was your life like before this? My life was, I was a bit of a loner. I liked mm-hmm. You know, when I was a little kid, when I was five years old, I liked to just go to my dad's records and play them, some kind mm-hmm. of spiritual music, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then, but then when I grew up, I I just was like a regular person, going to school, talking to people, and going into the career world, learning geography, and then getting, and music, and then getting into environmental studies, and then I moved into health and safety. So I was, I I always say this, I was a director with over a thousand people in the automotive industry without the title of a director. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So you, were you like spiritual? You were into channeling? How did the first, how did this come upon you? I was spiritual. I was always spiritual, but I was never like the whole idea of channeling that never even came across my mind. I was just into going within experiencing the breath that's it nothing else it was Mm -hmm. all just this came later on basically how did it come how did it come to you shockingly it came when i was 16 i'm I'm guessing i was around 16 Uh and i was 
blow drying my hair, getting ready for school. And then all of a sudden I felt Mother Mary in my room. And you have to understand, like I never even knew who Mother Mary was. I didn't know anything about this, but I felt her presence and immediately I knew it was her. And it felt like uh, she was giving me a blessing. That's what it felt like. Almost like um, an initiation. And I ended up immediately going down on my knees and going in prayer. And the funny thing is, it was like I knew her. Yet I had never, I mean, it's it's like if you were brought up, I don't know, brought up some other belief system and you never ever heard of Mother Mary. Yet right, yeah, all of a sudden Shiva shows up and you're like, who the heck is Shiva? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So she showed up and I was on my knees and I was just grateful and then she left and then I got up and I continued blow drying my hair and I went to school and I didn't tell anyone. Did you see her or feel her? I felt her. And you heard her? I didn't hear her. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So you just felt the energy in the room. That was the beginnings of this. Yeah. In my mind's eye, I could, I sensed that she was wearing that, you know, the mm -hmm. cloak. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But did you, but psychologically, how did you deal with that? At the beginning, like that, that seems pretty intense. So how did you deal with it? Like as a 16 year old, no less. It felt peaceful. It felt normal. Okay. It, it Yeah. So it's a weird thing because it felt like, oh, that's normal. It almost like, doesn't everyone experience it? Hmm. And, and the weird thing was, it was so sacred. I had no need to tell anyone. It wasn't like I was trying to hide it from my parents. It was just like, I had no need. Which is totally doesn't make sense when you think about it, but somehow it just felt sacred. So how did this continue to evolve? Well, when I was 18, all of a sudden I went to sleep and I had uh, some guru person come in and say, it is time. And we went into another room, we sat in meditation, and I immediately became one with the light. Immediately. And I experienced love. I experienced divine wisdom, and I was just overcome. In the same way that people have near-death experiences, you become one with the light, you are the light, you experience the sound of the light, you experience the heartbeat, and um, and the incredible love that you have never experienced on earth. And the other thing was, I was accessing wisdom, I was asking about science, you know, about the planetary systems, and I was getting all this complex information and it made total sense to me. And I also understood at that moment that there is no time and space. So yeah. This is all happening during your, uh, during this, you kind of went to sleep or you meditated, and this all happened in this kind of experience. Yeah. And when you came back, did you just start hearing voices in your head? No. no. Okay. So then I came back and I believe it or not, that was so beautiful. I almost didn't want to be here anymore. That was pretty close to a near-death experience then. Yeah. And at that moment, I felt, why did I experience that? Because it was so beautiful. And I had to make peace with it for a while. And then later on in, in life, I understood why I did. But I also understood why many people don't experience it. Because it's so incredibly beautiful. But it happened where it was, I don't know, it was probably my late 20s, early 30s, where I would go to sleep and then suddenly there would be a master 
Kuan Yin or Isis or Mother Mary that would come to me and give me a teaching. And I would experience this teaching. And what happened was, I would say, I can't remember, I might have been 33 or something like that. And uh, suddenly, I, I oh, this is what happened. My brother had passed. Mm -hmm. And I went to a medium. And I wasn't into mediumship at all. Wasn't into psychics, nothing. Okay. And I was told, he was showing hands, hands, hands. And I was told, you need to look into this from the medium. And I thought, okay. And she said, you need to go to a psychic fair. And I thought, oh my goodness, do I need like psychic fair? Come on. Mm -hmm. And and then I, I went and there was a Reiki practitioner there and I had some healing. But anyway, long story short, I ended up learning Reiki. And then right after that, I got into, you see all those books there? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I bought all those books. I started reading and reading and reading and learning everything spiritual. And then I decided I'm going to try automatic writing. And this is where the channeling journey began. And I discovered Kuan Yin. And she started writing as I was writing. And I didn't even know who Kuan Yin was. I thought it was some made up name. Who is that and, for the audience? Because uh, she's not a very well-known, at least in the West, uh, Ascended Master. Can you yeah. talk about her a little bit? Yeah. So she's very well-known in the East. You, here's an example. You see you see statues of her. Mm -hmm. She's on an elephant there. She's often presented in green, mm -hmm. um, made of green stone. Or, or, and so Emerald. she's very, yeah, yeah she's a, a compassionate Ascended Master. And she vows that she's here to help humanity and will stay helping humanity until they have all risen. Those are the words I hear her say right now. But she's kind of like she's revered just as much as Buddha is revered. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So she's quite famous in the East. <laughs> <laughs> so she came in and started helping you write. She did. Yeah. When you were automatic writing, did you, when you started that, you, again, voices hadn't come in yet into your, into your mind. It was still just letting the pen flow. So it's interesting that you say voices because I've right. never had voices come into the mind. So what is, so how do you communicate that? How does it, is it just, does it, that's very interesting. Like, cause a lot of times I, with channels, I hear, oh, I hear the voice or I, I sense them uh, or, or I automatic, right. But what is the communication medium then? Yeah. So most people say I hear, but that's just the way they say it. It's not really that for the most part that we're hearing we're actually, it comes in the form of thoughts, right? Our own thoughts. And the thoughts are very different than our own personal thoughts. And that's how we can differentiate the difference between the two. Mm. And, and many people don't realize that they have this ability to connect to their spirit. They have the ability, even some have the ability to connect to other benevolent beings, but they don't realize it because you're so used to your own thoughts. So you don't realize that sometimes they may be some other thoughts that are occurring. So, when you started, when you started to hear, or I say hear, uh, when you started to uh, 
I'll just use the word here because I can't use any other word. Hear these thoughts that are not your yes. thoughts coming through your through your or have these thoughts that are coming through your mind. My understanding is that the body needs to be prepared for this energy to kind of come in when when you're when you're channeling. Uh, you're I'm not sure if you're a trans. Are you a trans channel or are you a what kind of channel? Are I'm you? a channeler, a non-trans channeler. A non-trans. So you don't go into a full-blown chance and the and the entity comes in and speaks through you you actually are a different kind of channeler that's right so i translate the energy that comes through me basically i connect very strongly with them and i can actually express their personality i feel mm -hmm. their energy their energy is almost merging with mine mm -hmm. but i'm fully present but i do close my eyes and i do appear like I'm going into a state because I do literally let them merge with me. And then I'm paying attention to the thoughts that pop up in my head. And I'm literally saying word for word what they're giving me. Sometimes mm. some words I'm not, I'm not, it might be an advanced word and I'm not, it may be not a word that I normally use. Mm -hmm. And then I'm not kind of hearing the thought properly. Mm -hmm. So I try yeah. to translate the word into some dumbed down version <laughs> <laughs> exactly so did so when you so when this process started um did you have to kind of go through a priming period with your body to handle the energy load which is much different than our normal energy load that we have on a day-to-day -day basis yeah it is much different and it is it is a slow process and i believe that i mean it started out with reiki I took some other healing modalities. I, you know, just even reading books. It just, I started to develop myself and always, the moment you start to do automatic writing or connect, you're already inviting in a much higher frequency. And when connecting to ascend the masters or angels, they are, are extremely high frequency beings. And so, yes, it does take an ability to be able to integrate that energy properly. And if someone were to do that, all the time i mean that could be that could be a oh. bit much yeah. you could burn out yeah. you could literally, yeah. you could you could literally pop out. your circuits <laughs> yeah you could yeah i've heard that from many other channelers that it, they, it's a slow process takes years um to be able to acclimate to the energy coming in and sometimes they bring in lower frequency um entities to kind of prime you you know so before Jesus, a quad gene comes in, or Mary Magdalene comes in, who's or an angel comes in that's very high frequency, though like different tiers, if you will, to kind of prep the body. That's my understanding. Do you agree? Yeah, you're getting really experienced in this. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, but Gaia, Gaia is a good example. Yes. Of grounding to 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 bring in her. Mm -hmm. She's a good example. Or um instead of archangels, maybe angels would be a good step. Right. It's just like, you know, just the, 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 just a little bit to kind of like test the water a little bit. It's like the temperature of the water. You can't just jump into zero degrees. You've got to slowly acclimate to the temperature little by little. So you go in to different pool temperatures as it keeps. So eventually you could just hang out in zero degrees if you wanted to for, for as long as you want. But you, but if you just jump in, it's going to freak you out and possibly can actually do some damage from my understanding. Like, Burn out yes. the nervous system, uh, pop, like literally yeah. pop circuits. <laughs> yeah. That's why it's important to self-love, take care of yourself, honor yourself, and not 
be addicted to the feeling like, oh, there's something benevolent and I just want to hang out there. You got to understand that you have a purpose here mm -hmm. and they're just here to help you with your purpose, but you're still human and you're still meant to live a human life. And so it's important to have balance and to do those human things. It, it sounds the channeling aspect of this where you're, like you said, the beloved energy, it sounds almost intoxicating in the sense that you want to be there. You're like, oh, why do I, why am I here? This is heavy. This is tough down here. I have problems on the other side. Oh, like when I was in that room talking to these other masters, it felt so much better. I don't want to come back down here. It, it almost seems like what you just said, said you have to honor yourself that you are on this journey but you're seeing what's on the other side. So it's a it's a very interesting balancing game that channelers have to play, isn't it? It is. And it sometimes takes a while to understand this process. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you think about it, I'm 54 now, mm -hmm. and I started in my early 30s. So it was a process of understanding all of this. And at the beginning, just feeling blown away by it all and learning how to Make peace with being human, to be honest with you. <laughs> Most of us don't in a lifetime. <laughs> we don't make peace with being human at all. <laughs> and when, but once you once you got to kind of grounded yourself in like, no, this is, I chose this. This is the path I'm on right now. And these, these abilities that I have are here to help me on my life's mission. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Well, actually, to be honest, um, it wasn't, it wasn't something that I decided to create as a life mission. It was something that I wanted to. However, I was doing fine. I was working as the health and safety person and making good money or as much as I could possibly make. And so I, I always had the dream to be able to help others, but I was too terrified to give it a try and to find a way to make money and all this kind of stuff. And what happened was I had a breakdown when I turned 50 and mm. that breakdown caused, it was a blessing because that breakdown made me say, I don't give a, you know what anymore about what other people think and whatever direction I'm meant to go in. I know that I'm meant to do this. And so I will do whatever it takes to, make this direction. So it's it was a calling inside of me. It was a calling. And I made that vow suddenly that I will listen to the guidance and I will follow through and I will take those steps. And that's when crazy amount of information came through. When you opened the door, when you actually just said, I'm going to take, when you had faith, I'm going to take a leap of faith and just go yeah. wherever you take me, I'm going to go. Exactly. And so you were, this is very interesting too, because again, I've spoken to so many different channelers over the years that it is terrifying to, it, it's not terrifying the work or the ability, it can be at the beginning, but generally speaking, you kind of get into the groove, but coming out publicly, you know, coming, I always call it coming out of the closet, if you will, the channeling closet, um, your family, your friends, your colleagues, how did the people around you deal with this new Genevieve and how did you deal with it psychologically of possibly losing friends that you've had all your life or family members and things like that. It's a thing a lot of crit critics don't think about like 
there's a, I always say there's a lot easier hustles than channeling. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, seriously, if you're going to try to hustle people in this world, channeling is pretty low on the list. So, so (laughs) what did you, what, what happened then? We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. Honestly, it was that breakdown. So what Mm -hmm. happened was I started hyperventilating the next day. I went straight to the doctor. I said, look, I need time off work. And, And then I went and saw two therapists to help me. And I said, I want to have my own business. Mm -hmm. And they helped me to use my own sense to see whether or not this is the right thing to do. And then that worry about always worrying about what people think, it was because I didn't want to hyperventilate one more time. I didn't want to feel suppressed anymore. So I felt like my whole life, Many people would be able to relate when they're in the automotive field. It's it's a grind. It's mm-hmm. manufacturing. It's a grind. Like mm-hmm. everyone who works there, when they go somewhere else, they think it's a breeze. But it's a constant grind. And people in there, people who are on health and safety, they can relate. Everyone hates you, basically, <laughs> because you are making them do more work. And they hate you for that. So I got used to that. I got used to people talking behind my back, that kind of thing. And then other people smiling at me. And then next thing you know, they say something stupid behind my back. And so I got used to that. And I feel like I was prepared for that, for Mm. this moment in time where I wouldn't give a, you know. Flying F. (laughs) Yes, I wouldn't. I wouldn't care anymore because that's the fear is what holds us back. That's mm-hmm. the thing. The fear holds us back from really living our calling. And and the messages and the guidance that I'm being told to share to the world is to step into this part of you where you're not afraid of your calling. So many people are afraid of their calling. They're afraid of of doing what they and you heard of that, the purpose things. It's it's like a big thing all of a sudden that purpose everyone mission. is yeah, purpose yeah, mission. They're feeling this there's something more and they're afraid they're anxious there's things that are holding them back and it was just that moment where i thought well you know what so what people are going to think i'm weird people are going to uh, i mean pe- people are going to hold the cross in front of me mm-hmm. you know thinking <laughs> that i'm possessed or something like that obviously you obviously the devil's working through you that's what happens to all channels don't you understand this yes <laughs> demons devils and again i always like joking about this because it's like yes this is, these are horrible demons and devils because all they're talking about is love and helping people grow and spiritual awakening you know horrible horrible <laughs> demons and devils they they obviously have not seen movies that's not the way they work <laughs> yeah yeah it's true so you came out, you finally came out and you said the hell with it. I'm going to start doing it. And, and did, I mean, did you lose, I'm, I'm assuming you lost friends. I'm assuming you lost family members or people who just don't understand this world of yours. Well, the good thing is I didn't have a lot of friends. Okay. I have though, you know, the just a few quality friends. It's as you should. 
because I find life is so busy that you don't have time to have a whole bunch of friends. My, 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 my family, they just thought, Oh, it's no, are you sure that kind of thing? Mm -hmm. But um, now my mom is like, promoting me everywhere all oh yeah all in now right oh yeah they're all yeah all in (laughs) do you know my daughter's a channel she does sessions would you like to talk to her (laughs) isn't it amazing how that turns around so quick well you know what it's like in in channeling is still fairly new concept to society uh it is not a mass thing yet it's becoming more mass i'm hopefully hopefully helping with that with this show and kind of bringing out this idea but there's been channels throughout history uh, as, as long as mankind's been around, but they were burned at the stake or, you know, yeah. or drawn and quartered or, <laughs> or drowned or something along those lines. But nowadays it's not, accept- it's, it's a little bit more accepted. And something you said very interesting that I haven't heard on the show before that, that more and more people today are awakening to this mission, to this purpose in life that, that generations before imagine people in the fifties waking up and going, I have a, Life mission that generally, you know, my parents' generation, your parents' generation, they did not have a mission. They just like, I need to make some money so I can survive. Nowadays, it's a little, it seems to be a little bit different. Would you agree? Yes, it's totally different. It is totally different. Because when you think about the Schumann resonance, the Schumann resonance is shifting on the planet. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. The frequency of the planet is shifting. I mean, this is a science. This is known. And when 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 you when you understand wavelengths and you understand vibration, and when there's you know when something's not bouncing up and down so quickly, it's mm-hmm. a it's a slower vibration. It's a lower vibration. It's it's and vibrations all relate to qualities of energy. Qualities of energy, meaning maybe um, security, stability, those are much slower vibrations. And people's focus was on those things. As the earth shifts in frequency, the actual earth, Mm -hmm. then what happens is our cells, our bodies have to shift as well. We have no choice. We resonate to the earth. And when our bodies start to shift, then what happens as a result is the quality of energy that we're focused on becomes different. It becomes a higher frequency. So maybe, you know, you're moving up that Maslow hierarchy Mm -hmm. and where now people are experiencing more meaning. They want more meaning. They start to think about these things and I feel like I'm missing something. I keep hearing that from people. I feel like I'm supposed to do more. What is it that I'm supposed to do more? And so this is moving up. Even when as I'm speaking, I can feel Mm-hmm. that it's a very different quality of energy. So when people can understand energy and how your bodies respond to energy, I mean, all the water starts to vibrate differently. Mm-hmm. And so our thoughts start to shift. And this is why this th- it's becoming common knowledge now when people start talking about meaning. I want more meaning or I want more purpose or I want a mission, those kind of things. Right. And and I think it's the awakening that's happening spiritually around the world within all of us, because before we were always focused and some are, and by the way, it's not a blanket statement. The entire species is doing this, but many of us are leaving the ideas of the physical behind and focusing on have to make a living, have to do this, have to do that. And focusing more on higher levels of energy where those things start to just be there 
we're not rolling around and, you know, we're not billionaires or anything like that. It's not the purpose, but our needs are covered. We have a roof over our head. We have food on the table. We send our kids to school, you know, things just bare necessities to kind of just be comfortable. Um, it's not happening for everybody, but a lot of people it is happening for. And when that starts to happen, they start to focus on more of the spiritual, more of the things, because at a certain point, you can have all the money in the world you want, but you know, there's only, it's just a bigger box you're living in a nicer box that you roll around in, you know, uh, it, it, at a certain point, you just like, you know, if you live in a 10,000 square foot mansion or a 300 square foot efficiency, you're still waking up into a room, yeah. <laughs> just a different size room at the end of the day, you know? So it's, yeah. I think people are starting to figure that out a little bit more. Would you agree? They are figuring that out a little more, but it's, I think it's even beyond that. Mm -hmm. I feel that um, this is what I'm being told at this moment. So I'm just kind mm -hmm. of, you know, I'm connecting to the divine mind and listening to what's coming through at the same time. And it's not something we can verify, but mm -hmm. what I'm being told is for a while now, there have been light workers that have come onto this planet Mm -hmm. And they have brought in an awareness to people of who they really are. And there's been this shifting consciousness. And in preparation, so I'm literally just, it's coming through me, okay? So in it. preparation for the children that are coming on the planet, and then when I say the children, I'm not talking about this generation, I'm talking about like two generations before, the children that were coming in in the 60s and the 70s, 80s and it started to exponentially shift into the 80s these children that were coming in they were coming in awakened and they were coming in wanting to know more yet the parents were not yeah. aware of these things at all and so yeah. the light workers the light workers that are from the older generation they were coming in and they were slowly awakening these parents basically slowly waking humanity in preparation for these children that are now in their 20s mm -hmm. and 30s and some 40s. And now it's a conglomerate of uh, like highly awakened people. And mm -hmm. now they're kind of thinking, now what do I do with this? We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. Because they haven't, there wasn't any schooling where that teaches you what do you do with this? What do you do with this awareness of energy? What do you do this with this? I understand that I have a spirit. What like what do I do? Do I do I connect? How do I connect with it? Mm -hmm. And so this is what the aware the awareness slowly started with light workers. And literally, it's still coming through me. This awareness slowly comes about just energy itself, the basics back in the day, understanding vibration, understanding color, understanding sound, and understanding that there is more than just the physical body. But now what's happening is there is this overall understanding of this. And now there is this awakening as to what do I do with this now? Mm. So it's not just, even though I mentioned the Maslow hierarchy of needs, it's not just that. It's also that there has been this 
little literal awakening over the ages. And now the awakening is going to the next level. Awakening now is not just about energy and sound and all that. Now the awakening is how can I how can I house the spirit in my body now? How can I house it and be completely aware of it and communicate with it and and through that embody its purpose? That is what's happening. Very beautifully said. Tell the divine energy that they're not bad. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you. Um, so you've already started channeling a little bit with these some of these questions. Uh, do you want to? I, I heard earlier earlier before we started that there was somebody who wanted to come through you to uh, kind of say a few things. Um, do you mind bringing her in? And how do you? Can you explain to everybody again? how you bring them in and how you come out um, and will, the, will will different entities just show up and start talking? Can I ask questions? All these things. So Mary Magdalene's going to come, maybe Athena, I'm not sure, but Mary Magdalene's going to come. Okay. And I basically just close my eyes. I often place my hand on my, my higher heart area just so that I can feel still grounded and connected to, to that. And, <clears throat> I will show you their personalities because they they sh they share with me their quality of energy. But I'm fully mm -hmm. present. Genevieve's still here. I'm just sharing with you what I'm experiencing. So you can have an experience, basically. And also so you can feel their energy. The other thing I want to share with you is I have a unique quality of channeling incredible healing energy. They often give initiations and all that. Mm-hmm. So Mary Magdalene says, put your seatbelt on. <laughs> Strap in. <laughs> um, some people may notice that. And okay. just and I just want to say, just let that integrate in your being. And <clears throat> sometimes it takes about three weeks to slowly integrate it. It keeps working on you. Um, and then uh, you can ask any question. The one thing that they if they may steer you back on a certain track because they have a mission, mm -hmm. they have a mission through me. So they may steer you, but that's just whatever. It's just, so no, so no asking the lottery ticket numbers. Is that not a, I can't, <laughs> no. bad, bad form, bad form. Got it. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> and then I, when I come, I just come back and I just, okay. you know, yeah. So, all right. So um, let's bring in Miss Mary Magdalene. All right. Welcome, sweet one. It is a privilege to be here with you, Alex, for you are shining your light for the world and you're awakening humanity in the most pleasurable way. And I'm here with you to share this and to answer any questions you may have. First, do you thank you so much for, for coming. Is there, any, uh, is there any message that you want to give uh, the people listening, the audience? Listen to that stillness within yourself. And understand that you do have something called passion. And when I refer to passion, I'm referring to a unique passion. It is not a passion where you're just bound by limitations with the mind. I'm talking about a passion where the spirit soars through you. Your spirit has this incredible passion. And it is emanating from your being as long as you are connected to the spirit and really 
defining your way through your spirit. And so what I'd like to do is be able to help you to understand that you have this passion and that your spirit so dearly wants to speak to you and show you it's yearning, it's calling for you while you are here on earth, because you have more to do on earth, more to experience on earth, and to experience the greatest joy, whatever your passion is calling you for. Thank you for that. Um, I have a question that I get from the audience a lot, and so many of us uh, here in earth struggle with it. How do you overcome addiction in a lifetime? This is a brilliant question. First of all, addiction is occurring in the memory of the cellular. Your cells are the ones who are telling your body that you need more and that you're lacking something inside of you. And when you can understand this, then you can know, how is it that I can address the cells inside of myself? How can I address this memory? For this memory is not what you may think it is. This memory does not necessarily stem from this current life. This memory may be coming from an ancestral time, or it may be coming from a past time, or it may be coming from a collective consciousness, you see. So this memory inside of you is telling you something that it is frightened of something, it is scared of something, it is terrified of something. And in order to alleviate this terror, then a substance, addiction, is what gives it a soothing, so to say. And so how does one address this need for soothing? The only way to address it is to become the observer of that experience within the cellular memory, to become the observer of the thought that occurs, the experience that the body is telling your yourself. What is your body saying when you're experiencing this type of yearning? Is it experiencing some form of fear or terror, and you may not even be aware that your body responds in this way. But there is a way to be able to understand this. And when you can understand this, then you can address this situation. And when I say address, I do not mean psychologically address, because although psychology is very useful, it is also important to understand that when you're addressing some time from a time that did not happen in this lifetime, then how can you psychologically address something? And so your body needs to shift and you need to develop new neural pathways for your system. And so the benevolent beings are here to assist you or the divine is here to assist you, whichever way you prefer to be able to transmute, to be able to shift this frequency of these neural pathways so that you can then align with that which you so desire, and the desire that one has is the desire for soothing. And so in order to have soothing, one must address that part of the body that is having the fear. What is being taken away from you when you think of those experiences? When maybe you are frightened in front of someone and you don't know why and your body is shaking and so you go for that substance to give yourself some easing, some soothing. What is being taken away from you? Do you feel like you're being choked? Do you feel like your voice is being taken away from you? What is it that is going on with your body? Because it may not be logical. Trust me, most times it is not logical because you may not have experienced it in this lifetime. And so the goal is to be the observer and to understand that which your body is saying. Your body is a great barometer to tell you 
what is going on with you. And when you can become the observer and acknowledge, I feel like I'm being choked. I feel like I'm being tortured. I feel unsafe. I feel like I don't have a voice. Whatever it is, and when you can get specific enough to understand what your body is saying, that is when you can have transmutation occurring. And so when you place the observer notes indicating what is going on, then you can invite what it is that you truly want in your life. I want a voice. I want to have freedom. I want to experience joy. I want freedom of expression, whatever it is that you want. And through that, you can go into a meditation and invite the benevolent realm or invite the divine to soar through you and to transmute those qualities of energy and neutralize them so that the cellular memory no longer carries that information. And then you can move forward with a new you. And this energy will integrate in a matter of weeks inside your being. And you notice that you will start creating new neural pathways. You'll be thinking differently. And so this is how your life slowly changes. And those substances you won't be longing for, there will be a shift. You will suddenly desire some herbal tea or something different. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. And so it is a process, but this is kind of a shortened version I'm giving you. Thank you so much for that beautiful answer. Um, it seems that on the other side, there is infinite knowledge. Why do we incarnate here to learn simple truths? Although you may think you incarnate here to learn simple truths, this is actually a lie. You are here to experience all kinds of truths, whatever it is that you please. And so you have a desire to experience simple truths, and that is the desire to do. However, if you have a desire to experience ultimate truths, you can experience the penultimate penultimism. She's making up a word. So <laughs> you can you can experience a variety of truths as much as you please, because you are the one who has the ability to connect with the, the unlimited mind, the divine mind. You have access to unlimited potential, but this, not mean, this need not mean that you must access unlimited potential. However, I am just kiboshing the idea that humanity is here to experience simple truths, because that has been this so-called lie where one is thinking that they are here to experience limited truths because humanity has been in such a low vibration for eons that one thinks that that is just the way life is. However, humanity is awakening. And so you get to experience benevolent teachings. You get to experience those teachings that do not exist here on earth. And this is why AI is something that is not always the greatest thing. AI is great for efficiency. However, AI is not great for bringing in new creations. If one relies only on the existing creations that AI has, how can one experience the divine creations? Your Holy Spirit wants to bring forth new creations into earth. How can you bring them in with AI? You must connect to the divine. The divine mind who has all the information that you so 
yearn for and you can receive. And so it is up to you. It is up to humanity as to how much they want to receive. All they need to do is place their antenna up on high and they can experience the greatest union with the divine and experience that which your heart so yearns for. There's a term that has been thrown around vacation lives. Can you better define what a vacation life is where a soul comes just to kind of relax it seems like they have everything and they just not as much struggle as others and maybe are born into a very wealthy environment and vacation all their lives we you know we see some of these people not saying that they don't have problems but it seems a lot different than someone born poor in a country that has little options maybe with illness maybe to an abusive really a family do you see the difference so can you explain the concept of vacation lives a little bit more? Vacation life can be also a limited life. A vacation life can also be an unawakened being, mm -hmm. a being who is just living the status quo and is living the materialistic life, who is experiencing some beautiful things, though, and they may be slightly awakened. They may be experiencing the Buddha consciousness. They may be experiencing the peace within nature, and that is a beautiful thing. However, there are some vacationers, so to say, who are not awakened, who are not experiencing the Buddhist state consciousness, who are experiencing life as is, on status quo. And so they are not gifted, so to say, as some people may be thinking. They are not blessed, as, so, as some people may be uh, thinking that they are. No, they are some of them, unfortunately, lost souls, lost because they have lost their connection to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the spirit that exists within them. They have lost their passionate heart. They have lost the connection to who they really are. See, they were created in the likeness and the image of the divine. They meaning their spirit not the human body. Their spirit was created in the likeness and image of the divine, and the divine is a creator, and the divine has a voice, and the divine wants to experience life. And so your spirit is that, that which wants to experience life and surge with new creations because the divine is the creator and wants to keep birthing. And as such, your spirit created in the likeness and image of it wants to birth and keep creating. And when I say birth, I don't mean birthing more bodies. I mean birthing creations, birthing those things that do not exist here on earth, birthing those new ideas, exploring with them, letting them explode and be able to create new avenues in this world. And so those are the awakened ones. Those are the ones who are living a great vacation. But they're exploring and they're, they're experiencing great joy on their vacation. Because when one is experiencing work, so to say, in that glory of the divine, then one is not working, one is playing. And this is the ultimate type of life that one can experience is the play in the divine, the play in earth. Because when you are here on earth, you get to experience your greatest treasures. You get to materialize those creations in a physical reality, which is the most beautiful thing one can ever do. And this is why you yearn to come here to earth, is to be able to bring forth your divine creations and create from the holy of holies. That is what you are here for. And so it is an illusion to think that one is having a vacation and one is so lucky. 
No, because when you think about those people, they are lonely and they get bored and they want to find one thing after another to do just to give just to pass time and have some sort of fun, but they're not experiencing bliss. And bliss is the key thing that I am talking about. Because when you are connected to the Holy Spirit, when you're connected to that divine source, then you are experiencing bliss because you want to pinch your cheeks because you're so excited about the expansion that is occurring inside of your auric field. Because when you bring forth these creations, your aura keeps expanding and expanding and expanding onto this whole planet. And more people get to experience this expansion and then more people get to experience this bliss within inside of themselves. And so we act like a mirror for each other and the world is then playing in a, in a, uh, uh, play box, sandbox. They're mm. playing, in, <clears throat> everyone's playing in a sandbox. And that is the real vacation. And Mary, do you have any final words for our audience? Invite yourself to think about the concept of pinching your cheeks. Because when you can know that you have the possibility to pinch your cheeks, then you're going to think again. You're going to think about your life and you're going to think, what is it that I can do to be able to realize that I can live that day where I can pinch my cheeks and wonder how great this world is? Because this is why you are here and I am here on to help humanity to pinch their cheeks. And know that if you are not pinching your cheeks, then you you can. You can move towards that direction. And so the trick is to know that you can, not to just believe, but to know that you can. And when you align with the knowing of the divine, knowing that the divine can give you this, then you will be pinching your cheeks. Thank you. That was beautiful. Thank you so much for that. How are you feeling? Good. Feeling, that, I'm feeling warm. Yeah. A lot of energy flying through you. Yeah. There was a lot of energy. She was getting a little passionate there. So <laughs> yeah, I, I could, saw that. <laughs> yeah. So I could feel the, <laughs> I was worried about the mic because she was getting louder and I thought, oh. <laughs> it's, it's, it's perfectly fine. Now, one thing uh, that came to me while we were, while we were having that session is one question I get asked a lot is the Ascendant Masters are generally known as male. A lot of, they get a lot of the press, uh, a lot of male um, Ascended Masters. So, you know, the usual suspects, Buddha, Jesus, <laughs> St. Germain, so many others. Um, I've actually had uh, audience members uh, speak to me personally. Like, are there any, are there any feminine masters? Are there any female Ascended Masters? And my answer has always been, Yes, there are. We've had a couple like Mary, uh, Mary Magdalene, Mother Mary, um, and a few others, but they're not predominantly out there. My experience, what I tell them. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. And please, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, is that on earth has been very male centric, uh, very male led. And that if a female ascended master shows up in 2000 years ago, probably not going to go well. Uh, so it had to be more male energy at that time. Is that a fair explanation? Yeah, that's a fair uh, statement because even in the nineties, I remember <clears throat> they were calling it the brotherhood. 
mm-hmm. the Brotherhood of Light. Yeah, and, I heard something about that. Yeah. Yeah. And things are changing now. And yes, because in even in books, some really great text written in the 1900s, you'll mm-hmm. notice they say he, he, he throughout. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like the woman is at home taking care of the kids, but the one who's getting some spiritual advancement, so to say, is usually the he. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what humanity was was ready for, which is interesting because, as I mentioned to you before this call, is that I've noticed these goddesses are coming through, mm-hmm. which is interesting, and they're not ascended masters. Mm-hmm. And so there seems to be this movement towards bringing in some of this femininity mm-hmm. and it, it is interesting to say that the ascended masters yeah it's not that common it's a it's it's a boys club let's call it what it is it's a boys yeah. club for the most part um but there have been a handful um the the ascended master we were just speaking uh about um king Jin, Jin, forgive me uh they the, Kuan Yin. Kuan Yin. Yeah. Kuan Yin. Yeah. you channel Kuan Yin as well correct yeah do you think she could actually come in? Can you channel her? She would yeah. she be available to? Because I've never had her on the show. Oh so yeah, love, she can come. I in. would love that energy she's, to kind of come in. She's so different, by the way. Okay, she's so different. Yeah, so you're gonna notice. It's kind of fascinating to see. Okay. Um, <clears throat> all right. Welcome, Alex, sweet one. How may I be of service to you? Thank you so much for coming. Um, my first question is, and I asked it of Genevieve, but I'd love to hear your thoughts. Why hasn't there been more feminine or female ascended masters throughout history? This is a question I get from my female-centric audience many, many times. We are laughing with you as we speak this because we'd like to tell you that there are many ascended masters. There are so many that you can't even count them. However, who has been invoked over the years? Of course, it has been the males because the males are the ones that men could relate to. Males were the ones that men honored as bringing valid truth. Because as you know, in humanity, women were not regarded, unfortunately, as very truthful. They did not trust them. They thought that they were dumb. And so why is it that humanity could only bring forth the male ascended masters it is because they thought men were smart unfortunately it is as basic as that and so now humanity is shifting as you know and there's been a movement towards women there's been a movement towards awakening humanity towards the understanding of equality and with equality comes a new generation and this is why unfortunately But it was fortunate in a way because men could bring forth these ascended masters who were male. People, women could bring forth these ascended masters that were male, and they could bring the wisdom and the love and the great teachings that they brought. And so it gave them great comfort to know the truth that existed from these male ascended masters, and they could confirm and be reassured that this information was true. And so this is why humanity has invited in the male ascended masters. What can we do to stop the greed that could easily end our civilization? That is a simple answer, my friend. Very, very simple answer. Being awake. 
being awake of one's thoughts. You see, humanity has been asleep. They've been a slumber. They haven't experienced what's going on in their mind. They have understood the illusion that their limited mind is the one that is the great almighty. They have been under the illusion for eons that the brain is the one that creates the most magnificent things. And so this is the great lie. And when the mind is creating the most magnificent things, this is where greed ensues. And so now is the time to become aware of your thoughts, so to say. And when you're aware of your thoughts, you can understand how fear-based they are. Greed occurs because of fear. Greed occurs because one is afraid of something. One is afraid of losing something. One afraid. One is afraid of not having the security. One is, is afraid of not having something as a result. So with this fear, one has greed. One is yearning. It is an addiction. As we talked about previously, it is so well tied with your previous question. And so how does one shift from greed to abundance? One must align with this beautiful divine will. Because in understanding divine will, you experience abundance. When you experience the abundance flowing through you, as you can do right now, experience that energy flowing through you right now. Know that you are inseparate from it. And this energy, when you understand the qualities of this energy from the divine, you understand it has an intelligence. You understand that it has love. And you understand it has great joy inside of it. And so you understand that it has a power. And through this, you know that this is coming through you. This is part of you. You are inseparate from it. And when you realize this and place your awareness on this, this is when you can receive divine answers. This is when you can understand or differentiate the difference between illusion and, and reality. And so that if the tide has turned where one must now understand what is true reality, this is the place where we must question ourselves. Are we understanding what true reality is? If anything is, is in the thoughts other than wisdom and love and power, then it is an illusion. And so this is where greed goes. Because when you understand that you are living in abundance at all times, then there is no need for greed. When the cup runneth full, then there is no need to fill the cup. And so this is how one must do this. To piggyback on that last question about greed, so I get this question all the time, and I just love to hear your thoughts about souls who are born into wealthy environments. What are their purpose? Because it, wealth has been so demonized in the West specifically as like, oh, if you're wealthy, you're greedy. If you're, you know, if you're wealthy, you're obviously evil. You screwed someone over. All this kind of myth that's been created around wealth. And certainly that is true in some aspects, but not in all aspects. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on why souls are brought into the wealthy environment and this whole idea of wealth being a negative thing or an evil or greedy thing. When one puts down the word of wealth, and feels like it is a bad thing, then that's this person who is feeling this is the one who is afraid. They are the ones who must ask, what is one afraid of? Because when you live in abundance, you get to experience abundance of everything. 
you get to experience abundance of joy, abundance of wealth, and so forth. And when beings are born into wealth, what is their purpose is the main question you have asked. Well, some purpose, well, purposes are very individualized. And so it is not easy to say what is their purpose because each person is an individual, a unique identity. They have their own unique spirit and they have their own unique desires. And so although they were born into wealth, they could be doing all kinds of things depending on the person. Maybe their purpose is to be a Buddha-like nature, as Mary Magdalene had talked about. Maybe their purpose is to help humanity not starve. Maybe their purpose is to spread joy to the world. Maybe their purpose is to help children live better lives. Maybe their purpose is to help the oceans. Maybe their purpose is to awaken humanity to the spirit within. Maybe their purpose is to play in the sand. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. What I'm trying to say is their purpose is no different than anyone else's purpose. And yes, there is an advantage that they have wealth. However, those who do not have wealth, many of them have an ability to also achieve wealth. And yes, you are right to say that there are some on earth who will not be able to achieve wealth. And that is the case for sure. However, what I'm trying to say is that there are some who can achieve wealth, and in fact, many who can. And there is a unique identity within everyone. And so the purpose is dependent upon what their passionate heart is saying, what their calling is, what their spirit wants them to create on this earth, because we are all divine creators. So we have the ability to create. And so this is a key thing is to be able to tap into that wisdom that your spirit is calling for you. What is so uniquely you? Even you know, you have drives inside of yourself, my friend. And so those drives inside of you are keep stirring inside of you saying, I want to do this. I know one day, one day, one day. And so that is your spirit calling you, asking you, hey, why not try this? Why not bring forth these creations here on earth? And so that is your spirit talking to you. How how can we, with, with the world the way it is right now, a lot of people see a lot of negative in the world, a lot of, you know, quote unquote, bad things happening in the world. How can we defeat evil without harming ourselves? You must be intuitively connected to me because I am the one to answer such a question. Hmm. I am the goddess of mercy and compassion. And so I am the one here to teach people to have compassion for others and to experience compassion inside the hearts of every humanity, of every human, (laughs) to experience the love that exists within everyone. And so, although some people are experiencing strife in the world, when you experience strife inside of your body, you can even imagine a war inside of your body right now. When you imagine a war inside of your body, what does your body do? It constricts. It starts to feel ugliness inside of itself. It feels less light. Things are stiller. Everything's moving towards a a rock-solid foundation, but not a proper foundation where you feel like you're turning into stone and you're not able to move. 
And so the goal is not to experience the war inside of yourself and not to protest the wars going on, not to say that some cannot do that. But what I'm trying to say is that when you focus on the greatness in the world and you focus on awakening humanity to what truly exists, because the strife that exists in the world is because of lost souls, lost souls who know not the divine truth. And when you can awaken humanity to the divine truth, rather than telling people what is wrong, because if you saw the ocean is flat and I told you, no, it's not, it's not flat, the earth is round, you would not believe me. And so the same goes when someone is experiencing strife and, and, and fighting against something, you cannot prove them wrong. All you can do is awaken them to the truth that exists within. And the highest truth is that truth that they can receive from the divine mind. The divine is always connected to you, and all you need to do is place your attention on that. And when you place your attention on that, you start to receive divine wisdom. You start to experience divine love. It cannot be hidden. And through that, when you, when you shine that inside of your being, and you point that way in that direction, and you point that way to others, they start to experience it inside of themselves. And when they experience it inside of themselves, then they know. They start to awaken. And they start to experience compassion within themselves. And they start to wake up. And they start to experience divine truth as a result. And this is when they start questioning their own motives. And this is when they start to change. Do you have any final words, parting messages for the audience? Know that you are not separate from the divine. When you can experience the qualities of love flowing through you, when you can experience love for others, when you can forgive others because you know that inside of them is truly the divine and they are just lost souls, then humanity will start loving each other and being kind to each other. And this is what everyone so deserves. Everyone deserves forgiveness and love and support. And know that you so deserve to experience a joyous life. And you can begin today and do not be hard on yourself for your past. Make, make amends with your past and start living a joyous life. And I am here with you whenever you want to call upon me. You're so right. She definitely has a different energy. <laughs> she has. She is never harsh. She's never no, harsh. No, she, she's... Mary has a little bit more spice in her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, to, to say the least. Uh, and going, going along with this, um, this theme of female ascended masters, can you... Do you know of any others from other cultures as well that we could tap into? Not today. I'm just saying as a general statement, are there any other ones that if people listening want to kind of go down the road and start to look up and study other ascended masters works, maybe lesser known um, female uh, specific ascended masters, do you have any you could recommend? I can recommend at the moment because I'm just your spur of the question here, but I can recommend goddesses for sure. Mm -hmm. um, 
goddess Daphne. She's all about nature. She's all about you connecting to the nature within you mm -hmm. and to understand your, your natural part of you. Um, goddess Sophia is all about helping you with your creative side, helping you awaken your creativity. Goddess Emmanuel, Emanuela, she's here to un <clears throat> unite you with the essence of the divine, the qualities of the divine, so that you can experience these qualities more in your being. And I believe Kuan Yin was the one talking about experiencing that more. And Goddess Emanuela is really, really useful for that. And, um, well, Goddess Athena, she's all about experiencing the warrior in you. Goddess Isis, she's all about helping you to experience full balance of the the active qualities, the, the the great masculine qualities, and then the receptive, the creative qualities of the feminine. And uh, so those are some, some examples. Uh, uh, Gaia, Gaia is expressed as a great mother. Mm -hmm. as well and um yeah i would say that's probably enough <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good starting point and for people who don't know who gaia is uh can you just real yeah. quickly gaia is the great spirit um of mother earth All right yeah I mother moon to... too sorry okay. mother moon too comes as a um a great spirit too and she helps you to see your reflection but in a good way mm -hmm. instead of self-sabotage to see mm -hmm. what you good hold points. is is beautiful and uh anybody in your repertoire of uh entities that uh that you channel does anybody else want to just come in to say a few words or messages that they want to get through as the as the window is open here to talk to a, a, an audience i from my experience the line is probably forming right now, but <laughs> I have some experience in this. Any any quick messages uh, of who wants to come in? Sure. Let's see who 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 beats the chase. <laughs> um, I I feel strongly Archangel Raphael. Okay. Okay. Have you ever had him? I don't know if I've had Raphael. I've had okay. I've had a couple. I've had uh, Michael. Michael shows up a few times. I haven't had a lot of archangels. I've had uh, archangel groups, but never individual as much. Okay, so he's he's yeah he's trying to show off. So, <laughs> hey, let's do it. Okay, <clears throat> welcome everyone. I am here because I want to further this topic that we are all discussing, and it's all about awakening, but it's also about healing. And so I am bringing my healing energy. But when I talk about healing energy, I'm not just talking about the physical realm because so many have been focused on the physical realm over the years. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. But what I'm talking about is that part of you where you want to reconnect to your spirit, where you want to reconnect to that which you truly are. And when you can invite that part of you in, then of course, you can heal physically, you can heal those wounds inside of yourself. And through healing those wounds inside of yourself, you can experience a great opening, a great opening and some pains and aches that may have existed in your body may suddenly be transformed. 
And so I'm inviting you to bring forth that energy of the healing energy because the divine is full of this healing energy. This healing energy is soaring through you at all times. And when you can awaken to the understanding that this energy is pure, that this energy is whole, and this energy can bring you back to wholeness. And when you can go back to wholeness, this is when you can experience your divine wholeness. And so allow yourself to experience this energy. Allow yourself to call upon the wisdom of myself. I can teach you some things that you might not know. I can help you see past illusions. Invite me in to help you see past illusions because it is unfortunately this sweet limited mind of yours that is experiencing so many illusions and believing so many thoughts. And when you can unbelieve those thoughts, this is when you can return to wholeness and experience wholeness. And so this is what I'm welcoming all of you to do. And with that, you can also invite Elephant Spirit to come in because Elephant Spirit is the one to also help you to return to wholeness and put back all the pieces together so you can experience the wholeness while you are here embodied on earth. Invite your spirit here on earth. Invite this to come into your entire aura to experience the greatness that you are and to let your mind be healed. Let your mind be purified. Imagine that I am placing purification water all through your mind and reorienting your mind towards great abundance, abundance towards the divine truth of all that is. And so this is what you so deserve. And this is not just what you deserve, but you are so ready for. And so I'm here to welcome this into your energy as we speak. And with that, I give you my greatest honor and thank you. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. Now, I won't keep abusing you. Uh, so let me, because I could be here all day, and I'm sure there is a line forming as we speak. Yeah. I know um, because he was even introducing elephant spirit as we yeah. were coming. <laughs> so it's like, uh, but I'm going to ask you a few questions to ask all of my guests. What is your definition of living a fulfilled life? Embodying your spirit. When you can embody your spirit, you can listen to it and you can bring forth its power and you can really follow through on its passions and live those passionate steps, so to say. If you had a chance to go in a time machine and go back in time and talk to little Genevieve, what would you say to her? What advice would you give her? Don't be afraid and stand in your power and do what you feel called to do. And when you can align with the divine, divine will, and let the will flow through you, then you can do anything. How do you define God? All that is. And what is the ultimate purpose of life? To awaken to your spirit to be able to return home and experience your greatest pleasures. And where can people find out more about you and the amazing work you're doing in the world? You can find out about me on my website, liveatransformativelife.com, or you can type genevievetager.com. And I'm also on Instagram, genevieve.tager. And I have a book, and my book you can go to through my website or through Amazon. And do you have any parting messages for the audience? Yes. I believe that you have an amazing ability to be all that you want to be in this world. You really do. 
And the only thing that holds us back are our beliefs. And if you can really awaken to the power that exists and then embrace that power, because once you experience that power of the spirit, you're going to be afraid of it. And, and being able to embrace it and do it anyway, that's the key thing. And I know that you can do it and you're meant to. So go and do it. My my dear, thank you so much. This has been such a wonderful and transformative conversation. And I really do truly hope it helps the audience and people listening. So I appreciate you and the amazing work you're doing. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. I want to thank Genevieve and the Ascended Masters for coming on the show and sharing their knowledge with all of us. If you want to get links to anything we spoke about in this episode, head over to the show notes at nextlevelsoul.com forward slash 337. And if you've only been listening to this over podcast and you want to watch these amazing conversations, please subscribe to our YouTube channel at nextlevelsoul.com forward slash YouTube. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, trust the journey. It is here to teach you. I'll talk to you soon.